Our chapter for today is James chapter 4. In this chapter, James issues a strong indictment against friendship with the world. Uh, he says that in verse 4. And there's a clear emphasis on the, the sanctification, the growth in holiness and Christ-likeness of the Christian. James paints friendship with the world in stark terms as simultaneously being at enmity with God. The two cannot coincide. Friendship with the world, friendship with God, in the way that James means both of those things, those two things cannot coincide. And the chapter ends with a well-known passage about how we ought to speak of the future and what our future plans will be. It's an interesting chapter, and it's worth some careful attention, so let's take a quick look. And let's think first about uh, the, the friendship with the world that he's talking about. There's a well-known um, word of wisdom to Christians to be in the world but not of the world. We, we have no choice to be in the world. It's where we live. However, we very much have a choice whether or not to be of the world, like the world around us. That piece of wisdom comes to us from passages like we have here in James 4, where James rhetorically asks in verse 4, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? And notice how he answers himself. Verse 4, Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy with God. We have a choice in the matter. Uh, if we, as Christians, are worldly in our desires and in our conduct, it is because it, it was our wish, and we made ourselves that way. God doesn't make us that way. We do. And, and if we have a choice in the matter to be worldly, we also certainly have a choice in the matter to be godly. For that reason, James gives the Christian commands like, Submit yourselves there to, therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. All of them are active commands that we are meant and, and, and have a choice to heed every moment of every day. It's akin to Jesus saying, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself. The phrase deny himself carries the sense of refuse to associate with yourself. That's the thing. The, the, the world constantly holds out to us attractions that we still desire contrary to the will of God for us. And thus the constant plan of action we must have is to recognize and refuse to associate with our own sinful desires and therefore uh, refuse to become a friend of the world. The best defense is a good offense, they say. So give yourself constantly to the right things, and it will help you defend against the wrong things. Will you be perfect? No. That's why, that's why justification precedes sanctification. We will stumble and fall, uh, but, but Christ has already lived and died and risen again in our place, and our by faith in him, our, our standing place is secure. And therefore, and on that basis, we press on. Um, but we press on actively, not, not um, let go and let God and just wait for God to do something in us, but press on actively doing all those things that, 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 that uh, James commanded us to do, submitting and cleansing and purifying and drawing near and humbling and denying ourselves. Well, secondly, let's think about tomorrow. Let's talk about tomorrow. James has a section at the end of the chapter about what our attitude ought to be towards the future. It's a helpful passage because we tend to be rather schizophrenic when it comes to our attitudes towards time. And here's what I mean by that. On the one hand, 
we are sometimes super anxious about things uh, here and now because we don't walk around with a healthy, eternal perspective on things. And on the other hand, we plan and make decisions as though we have all the time in the world in front of us. Uh, both are patterns of thought we need to overcome, and James gives us the healthy alternative, speaking especially to the, to the latter error. He helpfully uh, reminds us that regarding our lives here and now on earth as, as being a mist and a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes. We don't know for sure that we have all the time in the world in front of us. Furthermore, to think that we do is to think for all practical intents and purposes that we are sovereign over our own lives and our dealings. But James refuses that and flatly says, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, uh, you we will live and do this or that. It's not a fearful thing. It's a wonderfully freeing thing to acknowledge when you, when you know that God is good and that you have peace with him through Jesus Christ. When those truths are established, then whatever the Lord wills for my life will be for my eternal good and happiness. Why then should I fear that? It's like the old hymn, All the Way My Savior Leads Me says, For I know whatever befall me, Jesus doeth all things well. So take that attitude with you into your planning for tomorrow. Those are a couple of thoughts from James chapter 4.